detailers out there, listen up. You want to learn something and have some fun? Here you go. Welcome to the Rennie Doyle Podcast. Okay, well, just check them out. If not, what we'll do is we'll just reschedule them. So, you know, guys, things pop up. They're probably having the same te- technical difficulties that I was having. So, so a couple things from last week, um, I hit it on a couple of, uh, of items. We talked about um, – I, I got a message late, late last night from a guy, and uh, he was saying that, you know, he wanted to know, um, man, my thoughts on the new people. I mentioned a lot of new people coming into the industry – and he said that while he and I, I can't, I can't re, I can't recall his name, but he said while he uh, he appreciated my stance, you know, and that he, he he loved what I said about, hey, everybody was new at one time, and we got to be patient with each other. We're, we're you know we're kind of beating everybody up and everything else. I see somebody coming on. Is that um, at the same token that the new people need to be respectful, and 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 so I kind of wanted to go back over that just shortly and kind of cover that is that, you know, everybody was new when we started in the very, very beginning, you know, you were new. And first off, you got to come in with kick gloves. You've got to learn, got to learn the ropes. You might've come out of a different industry. You might be, you know, the smartest, smartest uh, girl or guy in the room. But at the same token is that you've got to be patient. You've got to earn your stripes. Um, With that though, is that, your seasoned veterans need to be a little patient. Uh, you know, give, give people a chance because remember how difficult it was back when you were new and uh, you were kind of trying to learn the ropes. To start this industry can also be a little rough on people. And so I, I had a lot of people take and reach out to me on that and wanted me to kind of go back over that and uh, I'm, on both sides of it. So, you know, be an asset before you're an asshole. And then also uh, just, you know, be patient, you know, be patient. So we'll look at there. Look who we got on. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's happening, man? What's up, man? You know, right. living the dream. Sorry, about the, sorry about the trouble. You can wake up, Bro, don't start it so early. Then you don't have to be dreaming all yeah, time. Yeah, you could just wake up and yeah. be in reality, bro. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. wait. Isn't it, isn't it yeah. 9 o'clock where you guys are? I know, but he said he's living in the dream. It's like five o'clock there, isn't it? Like y'all are crazy. Oh, no, it's it's seven. It's late. Oh, oh. oh. you yeah, stopped dreaming late. at what eight eight thirty? Uh, yeah, it's late. It's late. So, so hey guys, what's up, man? What's happening? Hey, thanks for you having know? us on. Oh man, I mean, uh, you two. The only thing I blew it on is I've got my, my I've got my pints and polishers uh, shirt, but I wore it on Monday and it's dirty. Oh, oh man, that's a shame, Rennie. That's a shame. It. Hold on, we'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> Look at that. They just left. How know, dare you? Gone. They just got yeah, here too. Gone. Hey, gone. you know, Rennie, what we will really love is we're still we're still in the spirit of the inauguration. Hopefully, you'll make it, man. We're still pulling. It wasn't you. 2020, but maybe 21. Maybe 2021, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? You'll have to take in. Uh, we've got a little surprise. I opened up our ballots in California, and Chris will be will be releasing something, uh, you know, today or tomorrow. So it's kind of fun with that, you know. But here's the deal. I don't know if I want that job. Too late. 
Yeah. Too late. Yeah, I, I don't know We're already pushing here. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just we got two boats in Oklahoma already. Yeah, you got there two you from go. here. Two from right here. Right on. I, I love it, man. So, hey, guys, so let's let's jump into this. So how the heck – so tell us about your podcast because it's probably one of the funner ones uh, out there because, it's, well, it's you two. You can see. Just look at the two of you. Look at Wait, us. <laughs> did he just say we're funny looking? Really? Yeah, well, yeah, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. I didn't say that, but I kind of meant it, you know, yeah, I, I on think, that direction. I think, that's, I think that's what he meant. <laughs> Definitely. So, so tell what, what, where did you guys come up with the, the idea? How did, how did that, I mean, how are you sitting around and say, Hey, let's talk about beer and detailing. <laughs> I, I interviewed detailers and asked them what things that they were uh, into. Um, and you got some weird answers back, huh? Some very, some very, uh, some very interesting answers. <laughs> like, Hey, don't be that truthful about what you're into. Yeah. <laughs> stick to something. You know, we, we couldn't do it on uh, plastic dolls and blow ups. You know, we, <laughs> you know, we had to, we had to kind of choose something that was, uh, an appropriate theme. You know, as we know, detailers can have, uh, a lot of life experiences that they, uh, enjoy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of the most common that seemed to be an okay topic would be uh, something that we both have done. <laughs> well, hell, one of our early first times hanging out was I would take them cruising and we would stop by Sonics and stop by different places it's, or, you know, we would run. Even when you're a bad, when you're and, a bad uh, influence. And we, <laughs> we, we just have always drank together a lot. So, uh, you know, it just it is a natural thing. Uh, a lot of detailers drink and, uh, we drink and we talk about detailing. So what you do after you drink cool. is up to you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, you, you, hey, you know, what was really fun is last night, um, our, our daughter's in, uh, in flight school. She's a helicopter pilot. She's going after a commercial license right now in Southern Utah. So we took our youngest daughter over and met uh, our oldest daughter in Vegas yesterday afternoon and then drove right back home. But I was going by um, the hotel that we all stayed at last September and I remember sitting back, you know, it was cool to sit with oh, you Oh, when we were at the pool? Yeah. The one from uh, Mobile Tech uh, Vegas, yeah. is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, little Narwhal. Little Narwhal was yeah, there. Yeah, Little Narwhal yeah. was there. He came out and hung out with us. Yeah. For quite a while. But yeah. just, it was so cool to get to know you guys on that level. Just, we just sat there after everybody had left, you know, the show. We were still in town. Or did they throw us out of the show? I can't. Uh, I think we all ran to the pool just yeah. because we okay. were exhausted we for the day. Yeah. I wanted to make sure, but you know, it was just really cool to sit with you guys. But yes, I was ironically here. I was going, you know, just, just uh, literally about 10 hours ago, I drove right by that location, but I was thinking about how good of a time it was and, and how I wish more people in the industry would get an opportunity to do that, to just hang out with people and get to know them a little bit and have a good time. Yeah. And so, so, Hey, let me ask you this. So, it's so sort of you like having community. That's good community. Yeah. Hey, so Rennie, uh, we, uh, you know, as as part of what we do, we we enjoy beer. So we gotta have some breakfast, man. It's <laughs> five o'clock somewhere. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have some oatmeal this morning. This, oh, there you uh, go. It's Liquid called form. family tradition, and it's a oh, oatmeal stout. Look at that. Look yeah. at that. Hey, I'm right. still waiting. I, the next time we're together, I've got a beer from Europe that's been sitting in my refrigerator. For about two years, and I'm I've been waiting for it just because I don't I don't really drink, but I've been I've been I've been I've been holding off on this beer until I'm with you guys in person. It's it's that special of a beer. Oh, that's awesome, you know? man! We'll I appreciate it. that. Yeah, like uh, 
That's like when I sent you that picture I was in the Cayman last last summer, and I was like, Rennie, we found this awesome little place. I walked in. We all, we smoke cigars. I like to smoke cigars. I always have, too. Uh, I appreciate that about you. I've come to your smoking events. We took some pictures smoking cigars together. I'm, I've always enjoyed smoking cigars. And I walk into the cigar shop, and we're looking around at different cigars, and what's that guy in that corner doing? Well, he was from Cuba rolling Cuban leaves fresh off of a table. Oh, yeah. Absolute uh, best of all time. I sent you that picture. If you remember, I was sitting there. Oh, yeah. and we were at the beat. And I was like, listen, man, absolute best cigar of all time. You, you you didn't taste a thing but pure leaf. The next morning you woke up like no, like there was no caught. Like it was nothing. It was it was the most amazing. That, uh, well, cheers, guys. So so how did you two become friends? I've heard the story. Matter of fact, I heard it a little more intimate last year. So how, how did the two of you, you know, how did the two of you guys become buds? So Marty owned a car wash at one point and he was on the hunt for one of the best detailers in Oklahoma to come grow his car wash for him. And I happened to roll up in a little, what was it? A little Honda civic, little Honda civic. And I was like, Hey, I'm the guy. He's like, you're hired. Hey, and his whole business changed. I mean, the, yeah. the, the, the revenue skyrocketed. Man, it was awesome. I went to Chili's like every day and drank beer and ate chips and salsa from like three to five o'clock. It was the best ever. Oh, Somebody would get mad when they got out of school and came to work because yeah. I would just leave and go eat, drink beer, and uh, he would run the, the wash for me. Little yeah. did I know I was that awesome. You just, yeah. There was no need for you there anymore. Hey, right, exactly. Yeah. It was, so it was how, how long ago was that? That was 07. Yeah. Well, so you would have started 07. I started in – so I, we built the wash and opened in 06, 2006. Wow. wow. Do you still have the wash going? The, the wash is operational. I sold out. So he yeah. went his way and I went my way. So I went and built a mobile detailing company and he went chemical sales, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, so, okay. I took a brief tour of a big, a big mistake in my career right? A massive mistake in my career was selling out of the wash. And I went to go work for a chain of, I was supposed to build a chain of washes, but you know, eight, nine and 10 happened. Uh, Hey, you know, when, when recessions hit, you know, there's, there's things that happen, you know, which is why from our podcast, we've been saying over the past years, be ready for the recession that's coming last year. We hit hard, be ready, be ready, be ready. Just because if you've gone through it, you kind of start seeing and hearing and knowing what to do. So we encourage our community, Hey, be ready for the coming recession. It, it gets really tough. That, you know, it takes us right into a, to a, to another topic. We'll come back on another one I've got. So, you know, COVID um, for some, it's been, you know, we we're, we were shut down for 92 days, you know, and if the, if you're right, if you're reading the writing on the wall, um, I think they could do it again. And so what's your message to, to, to people? Okay. So you got a, an economy right now. A lot of detailers, the business is, is smoking. I mean, you can't, I mean, it's just smoking hot. Some are struggling a little more. So what's your message to, to, what do you do to prepare? Prepare, shut down, blow down. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen. We've got a situation to where the economy is going pretty strong. But if we have another shutdown, what's that do? So what are you what are you telling people? We we might have a shutdown again, or what if the economy does tank, truly tank? What? How do you prepare for that? I don't say you shut down whatsoever. To be yeah. honest with you, I mean that's an absolute. I mean, 
that's how you make your money. It's how you make your, that's how you build your business. So I say you get it while you can now find opportunities and stack as much as you possibly can so that when it does slow down, if it does slow down, if it does shut down, you've got a reserve to sit on, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. What if they do say shut down again, mandatory? What if we well, get to that? Some, define yeah, mandatory I mean, because in some states, I mean, Oklahoma, we kept on moving as usual. We, we voluntarily yeah. shut down for a few weeks, but we were right back up and running again. So there's certain places that, that and I talked to guys as the president of the, of the IDA for guys all over the world. And there's some places like Alan Medcraft, our VP, they have to shut down, but right. there's some that you don't have to shut down. So if it's a choice, whether you should or should not, I don't think you should, if you have a choice to or to not, not to, because how else are you going to, how else are you going to make money? I don't, so I, I don't, a, you know. Well, well, you got the, you got, you've got the dilemma too, is you've got to tell detailers they got to be prepared. They got to have PPE. They've got to have the right chemicals. They've got to have, you know, because here's the thing is that when we, we came out and made a bold statement when, when COVID first shut down on week one, that people were not essential. If you didn't have the right equipment, you weren't essential, which I still, I still think is fact. But don't put yourself as non-essential. Have the, I mean, all it takes is a Tyvek suit, a respirator, some gloves, and the right chemicals. But in other, in like LA County, for instance, they were going after and charging people with criminal, criminal, with criminal charges for opening your business. So my biggest thing is that I want to get the word out is then we'll make yourself essential. You know what I'm saying? Don't wait until it happens. Get the equipment and the know-how and knowledge. It takes us right now to treat a car for COVID 10 minutes. So why is somebody going to stay shut down if they can be legitimate and do a service that takes 10 minutes? Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, we were telling people they were essential. So, I mean, it was just a difference of opinion, you know? I mean, we, we told people, yeah, put on gloves that... Well, the IDA, did they say look that at the virus? Did the IDA say that in the very beginning? Do what? Did the IDA say that everybody was essential in the very beginning? And so that everyone was essential. We, we gave people the tool to, if they wanted to be essential, to help, help, how, how you can go fight and be essential. There you go. So I'm not going to tell you, question. hey, you can or cannot. It's here are the tools to go figure out if you should or should not be. It's all, totally up to you, but... But me personally, right? Me personally, I put out, hey, don't close your business. Right. Stay open. So go fight. Go survive. So what are those tools though that people can stay legitimate? What are what do they need to have in your guys' opinion? That's what I'm trying to get across to people right now. Is it doesn't take a lot of it's not a lot of investment. Is this to stay essential is not a huge investment to stay 100% legal above the board. Because we don't want it to happen what happened in Minnesota or Los Angeles where you know charges were brought up against people. You know what I'm saying? Because it looks bad on our entire business. So, so is there something that you're telling people that you think they should do? Or is it just go do business as usual? Well, you've got to obviously follow the laws in your city and state. So you got to find out, first of all, if your city and state's going to classify you as essential or not and how you go become to get, I know there were guys here that you can go and become, uh, get your business essential, essentially. So um, yeah. you've, you've got to start, it, it all starts with your, I can't tell anyone anything. I can just suggest on how to go figure out how to do it. You got to go do your own homework. So everyone lives in different states, cities, countries, all across the world. You got to find out what you can do in your, in your own city and state and then go from there. Yeah. I mean, do, do homework, you know, 
don't just like you said don't just listen to us don't just like yeah actually go do some homework go get your hands dirty go look at the local laws like dj said but as far as operations are concerned what do we say yeah i mean put on gloves right one of the things that we say uh it's big from you right i i've said it i we do free pop-up trainings and we're going to do one this weekend and at almost every single one we put on gloves and i say i got this friend that i met one day at SEMA and he was wearing glasses. And so I like to wear glasses <laughs> and, and he's got this saying that if it gets on you, it gets in you. So, you yeah. So, okay. it, well, you're not on me. You're, you're on my shirt oh, so and I, it's, it's Rennie's shirt. So back I, off. Okay. I kind of like that. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. A little lower. I think that's the important factor right there is that a don't ever shut down again. But B, you've got to be smart about it. You've got to go get the right equipment to where your local jurisdiction will see you as essential. Does that make sense? Is because a lot of people, I think, are just waiting instead of being, they're going to be react, they're going to be reactive instead of proactive. And so I just want to get a message out there. Don't be reactive. Go out there and find out right now exactly what each one of your jurisdictions are saying, what the county, what the city, what the state is, and be that as simple as that. You don't have to shut down and you don't have to go against the grain of law and get yourself in trouble. It doesn't take that much to do what's right. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Okay. So let's talk about your guys each one of your businesses. Cause you guys got, you know, you're, you're not, you're not like together, together, you know, you're just, you know, only on Wednesdays. Yeah. yeah. Only in you Vegas. Know? And that usually stays there. Yeah. <laughs> So tell me about each one of your businesses. Well, so I started as a mobile detailer in 2002. I uh, was working at a church. The whole first part of my life was very conservative, very religious. Uh, it just didn't work out. You know, I just and couldn't work at the church anymore. Just got frustrated. So basically, like, don't think of it as doesn't matter where I was working, just I'm just a guy that's frustrated with his job, right? I'm 23 years old. I'm just like most everybody else that jumps in the industry. You're just tired of working. You just, you want to go do something else. Like, so I had this buddy that said, Hey, I've seen people clean cars down at the IGA. Well, that's a grocery store. So my first entry idea into our industry was simply cleaning people's cars when they went into a grocery store. Wow. wow. So, so that's, I, I went and got a power washer, put it on a trailer, quit my job after a couple of weeks and well, just tried to service customers, tried to meet people where they were, clean their cars, do a good job and go to the next one. You know, in 2006, I opened a car wash. So I went from mobile detailer to a $1.6 million car wash and detail facility that I wow. built with my customers that I serviced. So, you know, we grew pretty quick, which was fun. I said, I made a little bit of a mistake. I, I, you know, I sold some stuff, you know, I was a young guy in business, you know, you don't do everything right. You know, you, you fuck up some right. shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, but in 2010, I had $4,000 to my name and I, I put it in chemicals and started selling chemicals out of my garage. I had a wife and two kids at that time. And uh, we were on food stamps. We were on government assistance the best that I could. I would clean cars and try and sell product for years of just living on nothing, doing everything by the bare minimum. Uh, you know, it, 
here we are. You know, it, uh, we're a chemical company. We sell products, but we're mostly a community. And uh, and I've always believed in in working with people and working together and being part of a team. And uh, how cool is that? So that's what so what's the name of your, So tell people that don't know what's the name of your company and what what uh, what's kind of your forte in in, in, in chemicals. Uh, so our co company's Total Auto Solutions. Our forte is we're the first plastic reduction line of products for the industry. Uh, what a lot of people, when they go get a water bottle, right? If you drink from a water bottle, you drink it, you go put it away. Well, that water bottle lasts 400 years. Wow. So if, if a water bottle that's this thin, just look at it and then hold it up next to one of the spray bottles, right? Hold it up to next to one of our industrial spray bottles. Hold it up next to a cube that you might have back there, right? Cubes, industrial grade cubes are this thick. So if a water bottle lasts 400 years, Rennie, how long do you think industrial grade plastic lasts? Oh man, biblical. It's gonna last, I mean, thousands of years. <laughs> Seriously. Right? You know? so, so what we've done as a company is we're trying to help detailers save. That's crazy. Right? That's so You're gonna awesome. save on plastics, but then save on money because we don't ship water. A lot of companies right. ship a lot of water out. We've reduced water from the formula and we ship in a bag. So if you've seen like Tide refill bags where they refill yeah. and that's what they teach, we're that for the industry. We're the plastic reduction line that is helping detailers <clears throat> save money. And we do it off of an app. So we're one of the first companies to develop an app and it's called the Detail Supply App. So it's that's so fun. cool. And yeah. I mean, you, and so you got coatings now too, right? So you've gone into coatings. I mean, that's just... And, uh, so go back. Okay. So, you know, as a guy that, that part, spent part of his life with my, you know, my, my mom and grandma on welfare, food stamps. So take, take me through the road to get from that point, you know, 08 sucked, you know, right. I mean, 08, 09, 2000. I mean, it just sucked, sucked for everybody. You survived. We got through it. We learned a lot. Right. That's what I tell people. I say, man, those years were, yeah, it was tough years, but I don't know if I've ever learned what I learned in those short, short time period that I learned, I learned more during that time period than the rest of my life. Come on. More about myself, good and bad. Um, more about business, good. More about finances, good. More about people, good, right, and bad. So take us through that journey. What did it take to become, you know, hurting like that to where you're at now? Uh, a lot of time. A lot of hard work. Never quit. Yeah, but I mean, time. I think I think what what a lot of guys getting into business they expect, right? Because they hear from some brand rep that they can make twenty five hundred bucks on a detail or or make a thousand bucks. Like I think a lot of detailers struggle with time. They don't understand the amount oh, of time that it takes. So so what did it take? It took time. Even it doesn't yeah. matter how hard you work, you could always work hard. But there's only so many hours in the day. So. So it just takes a lot of time. Them. You yeah. can't waste them. You'll 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 be fifty years old before you know it, and you'll go where'd all the time go. No, he's almost there. <laughs> you know? He's almost there. <laughs> okay. The beanie's the beanie's covering up the. Benny, there's a reason both of us wear beanies. Yeah, look at that. There's there you go. There's a reason. Right? I think Rennie more clean shaven than you he's are. Like, I haven't gone you're, the full. You're a little I just I can't. I just haven't embrace gone it. full razor. Got to embrace it. Got to embrace it. I'll yeah. do, I'll be there for your first time. I'll I'll oh. walk you. Wow, oh, we hey, should get yeah. that on camera, actually. There, yeah, with that, with that, so, Mobile really Tech Orlando 2021, 
Rini's going to shave Marty's head. Okay. I like that. Down. I, right. I like that. Right. You guys I think heard it. Needs it. To be done. I, okay. And I'll bring my special beer. Oh. So, you know. Okay. You know, While hey, so having the beer. There we go. Let's do it. Hey, because so we're going to have, we'll be stage again. Mobile Tech Orlando. We're on the stage. stage. So let's reserve a time. I'll get with Chris. Chris is listening. Chris, we'll work that out. We'll set like your schedule. Yeah. Shave my I head. Like let's it. drink your beer. I like let's it. Do it. I like it. And so it's, uh, DJ, so let's go through your business real quick. Yeah. A lot quicker than that. I, uh, no. So, so I worked for the, at the car wash for Marty for quite oh, some time. Oh, it froze up. There you go. Be back. Watch back. Cool. Yep. So I worked at the car wash and detail shop for quite some time running that for a while. And then I ended up going out on my own. Uh, it was the winter of 2009, I believe going into 10. And I had a little 99 Ford Contour and Marty had contacted me one day and said, Hey, I've got this there's this new way to wash cars. that doesn't require any water. I'm like, you're out of your freaking mind. I'm sitting here at the car wash right now as we're on the phone, washing cars through a tunnel. There's no way you can wash a car with no water at all. So uh, a couple of days later, I went to his house. He showed me the product. I'm like, oh my God, this is incredible. Like this we is- got, We got drunk. On, on Maker's Mark. <laughs> if you guys ever, ever run into Marty at an event, just bring him a shot of Maker's Mark. Yeah, every time. Don't that's that's his, that's what he loves right there. I don't do it. Every time. It's my nemesis. What are we, don't over? Yeah. Hold on, you're one for something now. Yeah, yeah, I, I did start using it at a period just to get myself ready. Cause I've been at that seat. There was that SEMA party. <laughs> Rupes held that SEMA party a couple years that ago. That big mansion. Yeah, where it was, uh, who, was who was that guy that was in? It was a multiple group of them wasn't it it was a bunch of guys yeah yeah but they all went in on some detailer group that rented some big house huge mansion yeah. yeah you guys yeah. were there renting you and because we smoked oh, yeah. cigars we with, smoked cigars with uh, you out on that patio you, was it bob uh no. uh keith i it was us yeah. we yeah. all smoked cigars yeah. in a little back little area yeah i remember that yeah good times i remember that yeah they had mexican food there to eat we they shot didn't they shoot porns there or something like that? Was it? Really it mean, that yeah, it, it looked it really like it was a, a mansion yeah, that would have yeah. had a lot of uh, yeah, raunchy stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that. Yeah, we go to some classy parties, don't we? What we do. do. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was what 2016. <laughs> that was 16 because 17 yeah. we did the first uh, pub yeah. night. Yeah, 17 was the first pub night. So 16. So yeah. speaking of that, hey Rennie, people have asked us sometimes. We'll get you know message. Hey, you know we've heard about Rennie. You know what do y'all like? I would say, listen, Rennie was the first person, right? We're setting up, we're getting stuff. We do what's called a, a pub night. Um, and uh, there, there was a pint night, SEMA pint night at, uh, at a, uh, well, it was a really great restaurant and brewery because, you know, we wanted, if somebody wanted to eat, but really want a beer, we're setting up and we look over, Rennie and your wife, you were the first two people there. It's always meant a lot, man. I, we tell everybody wow. like, hey, listen, you know, uh, he was the first person at the event that we hosted. We got a lot of love for you, man. We really appreciate that. No, uh, well, that was, you guys have done such a great job of relaxing everybody. Comes down to, you know, we can all, and me included, we can get a little, <laughs> community. We can get a, we can, we can get a little uptight as a community. Oh, look at that. He oh, just chowed Hey, well, no worries. We're more. out of that beer. Now we're going to go have, uh, we're going to do an Irish coffee stout. Oh, how cool is that? I'll finish my story. So we did our oatmeal, and now we're going to just go for some coffee, some Irish Jerry, coffee. I, I like it. I like wake it. Up. But, you know, but you I, guys you guys did a great job of relaxing the industry and yeah, bringing us together in another format. That's yeah. why I was there, and that's why squirrel. I was yeah. <laughs> We totally chased a squirrel. DJ was in the middle yeah. of telling his life story. Okay, so <laughs> go back. No, just no, a go short back, DJ. story. Winter, 
Let's go back to winter of 09. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, Let's go yeah, back yeah. Sorry. So, back so, so everyone, make sure you bring Marty shots of Maker's <laughs> no, Mark or that. a bottle of. <laughs> you yeah. can drop it by the the resort at the. Well, uh, then you got to bring DJ Coors Light because that's his go-to. Absolutely. Yeah, bring DJ Coors Light. Oh, oh. <laughs> they have a new seltzer now. <laughs> oh yeah, bring him a seltzer. There you go. Bring right, DJ so, a Coors Light seltzer. <laughs> so I wanted to go on my business for my own. I wanted to I wanted to do to do mobile because I was doing some pickup drop off services and I'm like, man. If I could do this someone's house, this would be incredible. Oh, look at that. It's a lot of head there. Um, so I had a little 99 contour and I was able to start a detailing business out of the back of it because I had no pressure washers. There was no water tanks, none of that. I just had spray bottles, uh, like spray bottles, a tiny little vacuum, a cold water extractor, wow. some brushes. I mean, it was, it was nitty gritty. And I mean, we're going into winter uh, 2009, 2010. It was freezing cold, freezing cold. Um, the wash would freeze on the vehicles in the garages and so on and so forth, but I, I stuck through it. And, uh, so I worked on my own for several years. I have the trunk of my car. I yeah, hired a first team member. I hired a second one. I got a new truck and then a second truck and a third truck. And I've just kind of built all the way up to where we are today. One of my goals was to be the largest, uh, detailing operation in our state. And I've actually accomplished that finally. Uh, so we are the largest mobile operation here in the state of Oklahoma, which is, which is pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, it's it's been it's been it's been quite the journey, starting from from nothing to build up to having several team members and you know location at the airport, which is now shut down because of COVID, which is stupid. Uh, little shop location, you know, three mobile units and several divisions. So we do one division does a lot of boats and RVs and planes and things like that, and one division does a lot of autos and one does just like shops, frame and coating. So it's pretty cool to have all the little areas we have now in business coming from what someone said would be impossible. So back when we started Waterless in Oklahoma, I got so much pushback. I mean, we branded ourselves as Waterless Mobile Detailing and it bit us in the ass because people were like, whoa, hold on, you're not using any water at all? So we had to strip a wrap off our, our a truck we, we wrapped, we had to redo the website, uh, uniforms, business cards to change it to eco-friendly mobile detailing so that we didn't have that hurdle up at the very front of someone. So now they just see Rico friendly. They don't know we're waterless. They don't know this and that. And that kind of helped us. So that first couple of years when we were branding, we were, it was a really slow grow because we had to, every phone call was, what's this waterless stuff? I don't, I don't trust it. So now we're doing, you know, high-end vehicles and private, it, it doesn't matter anymore. People are buying the product from us too. We actually did a product with, uh, with Marty. So we have a co-brander product now for our, our waterless wash. Uh, which is pretty cool too. So it's been quite the journey from just nothing to where we are today, getting over a lot of adversity and, and just fighting through. So that's awesome. Yeah. So let's go to something that's really important to all of us in um, the IDA. So let's cool. jump in the IDA. And I don't know if you heard last week, I kind of went on on a tangent is, you know, people uh -oh. ask about, the, well, you know, just people ask about the IDA and I just, the way I put it is that, Hey man, it's, you know, when, when, when a guy like me with 30 years in business sits in one IDA, one IDA webinar, and it pays for the entire membership, like five minutes into the webinar, there's no excuse not to be a member. Uh, and, and just what the IDA is doing for the industry as individuals, you know, and, and I've just, I've been around the block a lot. And uh, I, I'm very, it's the idea is something that Diane and I are both very proud of. Um, it, it, we push it here in, in our trainings. We're big supporters away from this, but 
tell, tell me about your guys you know, getting involved in the IDA and then that, that process of where it's, it's definitely uh, went new directions since just getting involved. Uh, it's gotten a lot deeper than that. So I'd love to hear it from you guys. Yeah, I love to ask you a question, though, as a president, because I, I get a lot of I talked to a lot of different people all over the world in regards to the IDA and like the value is one of the biggest things that come up. So I want to ask you what what value aside from webinars do you think the IDA brings to the industry? Why do people why should people get involved from from you to the community? What do you think is the most value? Uh, it, it's a third party. It's, you know, in the military search and rescue, it's a third party validation. And and you should be able to market that. I mean, strictly from a financial standpoint which is probably the smallest value of it. Was it nine uh, bucks a month for an operator, right? Yeah. I mean, 110 bucks a so, year. Yeah. So I think just somebody saying, Hey, a, I belong and B um, I've passed at least some minimals because it's a lot more than what 90% of the detailers in the world have done. Um, but also I think more importantly is when you get involved in something, it's a sense of community and you start rubbing elbows with people. We like community. Yeah. Oh, is it? Uh, is that I think that you get involved with with people that are in a in a uh, an elevated place compared to yourself, meaning that they've they've done pretty well. And so I think if you're a news person, you want to rub elbows with those type of people. Uh, you want to learn from them. Uh, you want to take and be mentored and coached from them. And so it means so much. But I think that I think the probably the greatest value is knowledge is is because whether it's a webinar or a simple discussion you have with another member that's going to value you because you've also seen value by investing in the, in the community, in, in, in the industry. Got to chill on that word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing like that's a, a great word. I love community, man. <laughs> that's why we have community pubs. Did it again. Yeah. <laughs> again. Right. Community pubs are the best. Uh, so as a detailer and as people listening or watching can probably relate to this being an operator, there's nothing like going to as a mobile guy going to someone's house or whatever and so and a customer looks at you like just like you're just a detailer in their eyes you're just a guy there to wash their car and get the job done and and i don't know about you guys i don't i don't like that at all i don't like the perception that detailers have <clears throat> from the consumers whatsoever so the ida another piece of that aside from the education and so forth is legitimizing the industry so people ask you know what can the idea do for me no we need the idea is volunteer driven you know, there's a staff that works with lots of different other organizations, but they help us with ours too. But ultimately these committees are driven by, by volunteers. So if you've got things, if you are really passionate about the industry and you want to see it grow and you don't want to be seen as just a car washer, a detailer, even for the next generations to come through, we'd love to have you as a part of our committees to help grow the IDA and legitimize the professional detailing as it is. And that's what I like about the IDA is that you can come in, volunteer and use your gifts and talents to help legitimize the industry and make it even stronger for new generations to come through. Um, the IDA has done so much in the past and keeps doing things. I mean, it's always progressing forward. Um, you know, right now we're working on a consumer awareness piece to where we're doing a website to where we're going to have it towards a consumer facing website where consumers can go to and, and look to find uh, IDA certified detailer wherever they are in the world and so forth. So we're working on things like that, which is a huge task, but still um, it's, there's just so much value in, in, in what the IDA is doing, but you have to get involved to help legitimize the industry. You know, it's just not a, it's not a hired staff. there just doing things for you and you just pay your money and reap the benefits. There's an opportunity for you to actually make a difference. Well, you know, well said And it, you know, the IDA is not owned by somebody. There's not somebody pulling the strings on this. 
Uh, right. <clears throat> a lot of people have this misconception. The other thing is, Marty, you're probably you're probably close enough to my age to remember when AS. <laughs> I know, I know. Then that suck. That sucks. Hey, you Thanks, know what? Though? You know, really? you, I'm literally like 20 years younger than you. Man. Oh, whatever. Like at least. I think Maybe I'm even 20. 25. No, that'd be me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Me. How, old, how old are you, Marty? Yeah. You know, I'm 20 how, years younger. Question. I'm 20 years younger. He wants a specific <laughs> answer. <laughs> I'm 42, man. 42. Yeah. So I've, I've got you by 12 years. So I could be your big older brother. There you go. Uh, my dad, I'm 31. Way to go, Dad, so. man. Dad was getting like, after it for many years. <laughs> yeah, That's an awesome yeah. dad, man. I'm glad that dad was still getting after it. Yeah, he was. See? There you go. So, uh, you know, it, it ASE, so you go back, you know, very respected organization now on the automotive side of things with the mechanics, right? I remember when ASE was rolling out and they're having to prove themselves, and it took a bit. But now as a as – a, uh, if, if I go into an establishment to have my car worked on, if I don't get see some certificates, I'm literally looking around. I've got my car. I've got to take in to get some, some work done to it. Uh, I looked for specific training and certifications when I was looking for a mechanic. And I was, I was asking a good friend of mine that was in here just, just about a week ago that owns a mechanic shop here in town. I said, how many people ask for that? And he goes, you, it used to be non-existent. Now, if I don't display them, I don't get the business. Hey, Randy, so, do you think do you think that you went in and that customer was telling you about the certification or the association had made it so well known of the need that then you as the customer coming in and seeing it, right? I I feel the problem with the IDA right now has always been you've got to come do for the IDA. But as detailers, they're not really seeing customers come and ask and call. Hey, are you a member of the IDA? Why is that? Well, where's the association letting customers know of the differences of why they should go after an association detailer? Gotcha. And great. So to answer your question there is, yeah, so we we do need to do a better job of putting together uh, a packet that here you go. Here's how you promote the yeah. association within your own community. For the IDA, which we're working on right now, to go out and, and make all that happen, it is it is a very large, we have, we're an international association at this point. So um, we are working on, like I said, the consumer, like Josh Buckley, you mentioned being on the podcast last week, I believe. He's the uh, chair of our marketing and communications committee, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But he's working with uh, web developers to get a consumer site available to the public. So when they go right now, right now... That's right now, the we website need. is, is it's, it's kind of confusing, I'll admit. It's for the detailers. It's just, it's our place to, to go and do what we need to do there. But we're looking to separate it and make it to where, hey, sir, ma'am, here's the association. Here's what we do. Here's what we're about. Here's a website that speaks directly to you. Here's how you find us, blah, 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 blah. That's in the works right now. I'm hoping it gets done this year, but early next year, I, I don't know. You but help detailers make money, they'll work more. Absolutely. But in the meantime, it's, it's the, the, the idea has done so much. There's so much value there that, that I do think that, yeah, you should still, you should still promote it within your own area just because the idea oh. is not, is not throwing money at ads right now or whatever. Cause that's, that's we're international. It's expensive to, to do that kind of thing. Um, you, we still want to give you the tools to make it easier to promote, uh, you know, and separate yourself so that when you go to someone's door, or someone's business, or you're writing an email, or you're making a phone call, you have one more leg to stand on because you say you're, you're a part of an, an international association of detailers who are taking and legitimizing the industry as, as it is. So. so the badges that you would wear on your uniform would be similar to the banners that you're seeing at a, a shop. 
Yes. And so hopefully the concept would be when they see that, they don't have to ask what it is. Correct. Over to it, it, they it, already it know could, what it could is. take two, five, 10 years for it to be a, so Kleenex yeah. tissue, the same thing to be a household name, the IDA. It could take time, but all of us together, if we're serious about this, the industry and the profession, we want to actually work there and make it happen. We all have to do our part. So like I said, we're working on the back end to where the IDA is doing that consumer facing piece, but we all have to do our part too to legitimize yeah. and separate ourselves from, from I, everyone else. I think everybody voted the best president. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I think you're doing absolutely the best to try and push Thank the you. association out. And especially in a time that we've gone through, you know, I mean, you know, it was so weird. Cause we, I come in as president, all these plans we're doing and then bam pandemic, yeah. like halt, switch directions, figure this out. And that, that was a crazy, crazy few months right there. But 2020 has been one big pivot. Yeah. I had plans for travel for like international travel. Yeah. Uh, it, it oh yeah. Was, we were going to go, uh, we're gonna go we, to China. we were talking about China. So we were going to do, uh, help the, uh, uh, there's a new group that was launching out of China. And then, um, we were working with Max shine to, uh, to do, uh, uh, become part of the IDA over there. And we were going to go in and help train them to begin to create the IDA association over in that area. So, that got like, whoosh, yeah, right? I mean, was, it was, I mean, China, several, first of all, so right? like, that was, whoop. that was a, a big one for you. But my thing was the Europe trip. I was, I had plans to go over there. That's and, true. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. that was great. Was, China's cool. I was a little eerie about that trip, to be honest with you, but Europe, I'm like, let's go. Yeah. And then I got shut down. I got shut down. So was, I was looking was forward to seeing cool. Alan on his turf. When I was first went to France, I didn't know what the IDA was. And when I was back over again, um, the third trip to France, they're all over it. You know, they're very inquisitive. And so I think it's going to take a little re-ramping once we get, you know, through this, all what we're facing now. But, you know, the world's on fire for it. and They're ready for it. Marty, go back to your question. The first time I was exposed to ASE was actually through a mechanic. And what had happened was I was really young and he comes walking in. I had a, I had a great car. And he goes, hey, um, I, was, I was looking for information because I wanted somebody to, to tune and work on my car. And he goes, another benefit of us, and he takes this plaque and he puts it in front of me and he goes, we are actually a brand new organization. We're ASE certified. And he says, we're one of the few in our entire community and we're one of a few. Uh, we're one of the few in, uh, in the, in, in, in that, that work on Porsches that are ASE certified. And so that was the first exposure. But then within a year, you started seeing television and print ads pop up for and educating the public. And so, you know, DJ, well, it's funny because one of my big pushes this year to meet with the, the Founders Club is to, to, for us, the, the founders, to get behind it, uh, not just in support, but in money uh, and start making. We've got some real creative ideas uh, that we're going to discuss whenever we can get together again, you know, this next time. And, and, and start helping supporting uh, the general membership in, in, in lar at large and in, in getting the message out to the public. And we've got some great ideas on how to do that. And yeah, do that's the next affordable. big thing is the consumer piece. That's, that's, that's huge for me right now. That weighs me really heavily. And then also the technology. You know, we have the SV testing that's, been, that's going great for, for virtual. Uh, we're in the works of doing some testing for SV virtual. There's a lot of a lot that goes involved with something like that because you're taking a test that's been done in person for so long and now you're doing it virtually. So there's a lot of gray there, but that's in the works as well. That way we can have people, that, people want to get certified all the time and it's hard to go and, and find an RT 
nearby to where it's financially feasible to go and do that. You know, you already have the cost of the test and so forth, but now you have to do the travel and the lodging and all this stuff too. So we're really working on, on, on leveraging technology to really make it, to, to make, to, to help the whole community, you know, get what they want to get. So it's huge. So, so let me ask you guys this. So uh, people that are just starting out in the business or maybe some of those that are, 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 are maybe a little more seasoned, but still struggling. Any words of advice to them? Mm. Uh, words of advice people there so really just focus on focus on your bottom dollar really honestly you know what it takes to to run your business you know focus only on your local community um jesus and uh, (laughs) that's gonna so if you're struggling in in business and you're struggling for work and to get to get new business in the door you, you shouldn't be on forums and Facebook groups asking questions about which policy you should use for this kind of paint. You need to be at your chamber of commerce. You need to be at lo- local networking groups. You need to be at different things or, or, or local Facebook groups and promoting your work that way as well. So focus local, you're going to get local dollars. Focus outwardly, you're going to waste time. Yeah, well, well said. Um, and then uh, what's some of your guys' three, your talk, what, what do you want to do with your personal life? What do you guys like to do for fun? But is there anything you mentioned travel, DJ? <laughs> I'm having fun right now. We, so, we work. Number one thing is work. I mean, it's just that I think that would be my suggestion. Find what you enjoy and do more of what you enjoy. Yeah. It I think that a lot of people, I think what I always tell people is keeping my 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 feet active um, in search and rescue and the guard. It 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 keeps me fresh when I have other interests and when I come back into detailing, when I come back into my businesses is I, I feel I'm more interesting to my customers. I feel I attract more. I think when you, when you just, when you just do one thing so much and I don't think you become 360, you know, I think you become one directional only. And, and I think people read it. I think people like to do business and are attracted to interesting people. And so I think that if you can get a hobby, whether it's golf or, you know, even a serious reader or something like that. So what do you guys like to do for fun outside of work? Outside of work? I know I see you at the gym, DJ, all the time. Yeah, that's one of my big ones now for sure. I, I kind of live in there now, but that's that's a big one for me. It, it really helps just not physically, but mentally as well. I'm, I'm mentally sharper at this point, and uh, that helps me overall with just attitude, um, to be able to do my job as a dad, a business owner, it just, it really helps overall. So, oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's more than just a physical. Yeah. That's, that's a good benefit to look great, but the mental is huge for me as well. Yeah. Marty, what do you like to do for fun? You he does 12 right ounce now, but... curls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we go to the gym together every Wednesday night at seven 30 on the community pub. And he just literally just, yeah. he'll switch off arms. Right on. And, yeah. and he's getting, gets a nice little pump in there. So yeah. I like so, it. So what, so what's your big picture? idea guys with each one of your businesses where uh marty where are you taking where are you taking the chemical side of things you have i mean are you international right now are you going all over the world with product uh, on the coatings coatings have been sold internationally um but chemical wise you know it's that's 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 a you that's going to take a, a longer process um right well where we're going is well we're the first chemical company to sell direct to consumer off of a detail supply app. So, you know, we're, we're going to continue to do push hard on that. It's something that nobody else in the industry is doing. And, um, you know, we're, we, 
we do pretty well. You know, it's fun. An order comes in, we ship same day and free shipping. So, you know, we, we're basically trying to take the idea of Amazon and move it direct to consumer to professional detailers. So that's awesome. And then DJ, where are you taking your business? What's the big, what's the big picture? Um, I'm not selling it, I'm not franchising it whatsoever. <laughs> it's too much of a headache. So I'm just going to keep growing and, and keep stepping back. I mean, it's just, just great to, you grow it and you step back a little bit and you grow it some more then you step back a little bit further and you jump all the way back in again because something happened. I mean, it's just a, it's just a cycle there, but I just want a nice, nice, healthy business that I can eventually sell one day. Or if my kids want to buy it, I guess they can do that if they want to, or I don't know. It's just, it's a nice, it's a nice business. We built a really, really good reputation here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, earlier on, you'd ask the young DJ, what do you want to do? I want to franchise. I want to, you know, grow, 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 grow. And now I just want sustainable, healthy growth. Yeah. Great answer. That's a but great me answer. personally, I, I do a lot. I, I love now to where I'm in a position where I can mentor a lot of different guys. So I spend a lot of time one-on-one with detailers DMing on Instagram or Facebook and just really helping them with their business. If I can, t- I fell all the time. I still fell to this day. So I, I teach from my failures of what I did before. And I spend a lot of time now, not just grow my business, but really growing other people's businesses as well, helping them get started up find business names. How do you do LLC? How do you do this? How do you do that? How do you hire your first team member? How do you fire someone? How do you write a training program? How do you operations program? How do you take payment? How do you do invoicing? How do you do signatures? How do you, a lot of the, that's me. I'm, I'm full business. That's, I don't, you ask me how, what pad to use for a paint. I'll, I'll try to help you, but I'm not really enthusiastic about, yeah, man, you should try this and send me a picture of the after. It's just not my thing. It's business. Right. I want people to do what I'm, what I've done here in my, in my community there so that they can have uh, a good sustainable lifestyle too. Yeah. It, you know, and it's, 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 while I'm, while I love the shine, um, I think the entrepreneurial side of it is, uh, I think that's lacking in our industry. I think we, you know, I think we need to get that across to people is that, you know what, 90% of what we do is relationships and business. 10% the shine and clean. Yeah. People ask what you should do first and get into businesses. I don't, I personally don't think you should go do paid technical training. I feel like everyone's skill is good enough to detail a car. I think you should invest time, money in the initial years into your, into business training and, and how you communicate to people. Absolutely. How do you sell? How do you write emails? How do you do email marketing? How do you use social media? All that first. And then if you want to go tighten up your skills and go get better and charge a higher price point, by all means, go ahead. You have customers coming through your door right now, but if you don't have customers coming through your door, you shouldn't go figure out how to detail better. You should figure out how to promote better, right? That's just yeah. that's just where I'm at. You know, in our in our five day training, we we do between sixty and seventy hours, and I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna tell you right now, and that's just what, when we're together training. Uh, during that, it's probably half of that is working while we're having business discussions. It's that important, and I wish more people felt that. You know, we have one day extreme uh, physical trainings. You know, skill trainings. And we have one day marketing trainings. Our marketing trainings, our one day extremes should be packed. But you know, everybody wants to know how to put a pad on a polisher and make it shine. And you know what? I hate to say it. That's the easy part. Yep. You know, that's, that's the, the easiest part. part. That's the easiest part is the other stuff is a lot more important. So any leading out of here and then we'll see if we got any questions. Uh, any piece of advice you'd like to leave people with, whether it, you know, about the IDA, uh, experiences that you've had, a piece of advice that you were given that you put into, into work in your own life or business, um, anything you'd like to leave people with? 
man, stay in your lane, grow your business, do what's best for you. And uh, yeah, we would love for you to be a part of the IDA to help legitimize the industry, but you know, we want you to be successful in your own businesses too. So when the time is allowed for you to come volunteer and be a part of the community and grow the industry, we'd love to have you at the IDA. It's the best platform to help grow the industry and legitimize it, but stay in your lane, your local communities, you know, focus on your local dollar and don't focus outwardly. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'd say careful who you listen to. Um, there's a lot of mistakes that I made in my career because I listened to people that weren't in business, whether that was a paid salesman that was just trying to sell me something, whether that was a, you know, somebody in my inner circle that didn't own a business that was giving me advice. You know, I, I took a lot of advice from people that I shouldn't have. And it cost me years and it cost me a lot of, uh, more pain and struggle than I should have had to gone through. So Absolutely. if, if you're a business owner, that's been able to evolve and make it, then you have something inside of you, right? You're different than other people. So listen to your own inner self more, try and figure out things on your own. And the more you invest into yourself and less into what a brand rep or somebody else is going to say, the better you become as a business operator, because you're investing in your own self. You know, I'm very careful of who I let as a mentor into my mind. And I've got some great mentors and mentors on different aspects of my life, not just one. Uh, I've probably had about a half dozen really meaningful, life-changing mentors that have entered my life. Um, one of my latest ones was about 10 years ago. Vince Smith, local entrepreneur, um, was a lumber guy. He worked at a lumberyard. And he uh, had an opportunity in 1984 to buy the lumberyard. And he went ahead and did it. And uh, events would right, walk in right now. He'd fit into Oklahoma very well. He, he, what is that he supposed just, to be? Yeah, how's that? Hold on. Wait, does he have hold tigers? On, does he have tigers? Shut up. Does no, that guy tigers. own tigers? No. He's got tigers. He's got, He's got tigers. Oh, yeah, he does. No, he doesn't. Wait, so he's still alive, though. So that's a good, or, you know, I don't yeah. know. Wait, whatever happened but, to that guy? Who cares? Vince oh, could go. Your obsession with this guy that you've never even watched this freaking. Yeah, I never episode. watched the show. It was awesome yeah. though. During Corona, when the Tiger he King would came not out, shut I, up yeah, about the, the Tiger King. I never watched a single episode. Ever. Everybody else did. Have you watched a trailer? Yeah. Like a snippet? Uh, yeah, something on Facebook came through. I watched something like what a Carol Baskin. Yeah, Carol Baskin. <laughs> yeah, and 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 she's still in the news too. Yeah, but you know, um. I know Vince another cool walk. person from Oklahoma, though. There's another cool person from Oklahoma, and that'd be your wife. She hey, was born there you go. There in you Oklahoma, go. so you leave sure, that out baby. a lot. She's an Oklahoman. She's an Oklahoman. She yeah. can't fight it. You don't talk about it a lot, but she's from Oklahoma. Yeah, sooner. Uh -huh. So, you know, Vince could walk in, and he fits in anywhere. You know, he could he could, he could, could take and, and do a great job, whether he's in New York City <laughs> or he's in so Oklahoma. And – he, he decided when the, when the uh, economy crashed that he'd have appraisal on this little tiny uh, lumber yard that he bought. Not a little one, pretty, pretty nice lumber yard, but we're in a small community and uh, in his little hardware store. And he, uh, he sold that property for what he bought for a few hundred thousand dollars. He sold for several million dollars. And my point to all this is that he became a, a student of business, a student of people, and really likable. And he did a lot for his community, for our local community. I love that. And he, he's been one of the biggest influences later in my life.
you know, that he came into my life when I was in my mid forties and he changed my life. But I, you have to be very careful who you let to get into that close and that they share something that you want and that they've got something that you want in their life. And, and Vince was one of them. So I like that, Marty, that, you know, be careful because you can get a lot of stinking thinking going on if you if you watch and uh, listen to the wrong types of people. So, hey, Chris, any questions that uh, that we had pop up? I got a um... Got a couple of them here. Oop. Chris is good looking. I, I oh, messed there, it up. there we go. What's up, Chris? Hey, the Rennie shaved your head. Uh, I'm hiding here. I'm not that good looking. Um, okay. I, I don't do, know, man. I, I, didn't I, shave I, I think you're pretty, I think you're pretty no, hot, Chris. Chris is, Chris is rocking Chris is my rocking one cut. Your, yeah. yeah, he's rocking the one cut. Okay. You know what, though? If you look at it, hey, Chris, go like this. Chris, do you want to get on stage with Marty? Chris, are you on stage, too? Yes. Do you want to get on stage with Marty? Chris and I are both getting our head shaved. He's got, he's got, enough he's got Chris a ton of hair. From the that's all done. Here? That's all done by choice. He's got a ton of hair. Yeah, I, I got way too much. I, I wish it would just fall out and never come back. Oh, hey, uh, keep it. There's that locks of love thing. If oh they've done it for God. women, they got to be able to do it for men, man. Just know he'll ever throw it locks. out. Let me have some of yours. Cut it off and, you know, I'll patch it on. I just said, there you go. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But so that's what my dad did. My dad would grow this part out. You know, where did you ever did you grow up with that? It was big to have like parted hair. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and then back in the 80s, we would take hairspray and hit with a blow dryer so that we could get that <laughs> wave. So we wanted that big wave that came across the front of your bangs. Oh, oh yeah. That was a that was a big deal in the 80s. Uh well, my dad, he always grew out that comb over. And this was all bald, and he had this long, like, no. yeah, he would get out of the uh. shower or whatever, like this long comb over, and he would take this comb and like throw it Ooh. all the way over his head. Nobody knew. Nobody knew until later in his life when he finally cut it off. Everybody was like, oh, because he just he did so well with that part and the comb over. He'd done it for oh, like God. literally 20, 30 years. Does your hair grow? That no, no, it doesn't go like it's it's remember I when I finally cut it, I had like that much up, like it was like it was done. It was done. It was good, I can't man. talk. Yeah. Well, I, I want to you know, I, I want to keep my job, but there's some great pictures of Rennie floating around out there with some pretty oh, come on, Chris. You can't <laughs> say that do. and then I had some do, man. I had to do. I love it. I love it. That was what I always wanted. I, you know, from Oklahoma, I always wanted to be a surfer boy. So from Oklahoma. Yeah. So I like I grew out the hair. There's a photo of me. My favorite photo in life is I'm sitting on the uh, uh, the very southern point of South Africa where I crossed over some barriers, walked out and you could see where the oceans would meet. And you could literally see the two different colors. And if you if you got just enough glimpse, you could see Antarctica down there. It was the very most southern part of of Africa. And wow. and we took a picture of me standing on there. Well, I had, I had just, right. I'm just, I had long hair, you know, for me. And I, I wanted to go back, right. If I was going to have, I was like, I want cool hair. Like I used to have as a kid. So I went into Walmart because I went to school in Arkadelphia, which is in the, the wetter, metropolis wetter, wetter. of Arkansas, <laughs> right. That's where I went to college. And, and when they got a super Walmart, bro, it was the, the world took over. So I had to go into the super Walmart and get my hair done. Listen, I'll show you a picture. It's yellow. I didn't realize I'm colorblind. I didn't know it was so fucking crazy. So I'm sitting there on this very last, would never get this photo again. Best photo of my life. And I'm there with like this bright yellow, bushy, like 
all this hair coming down and it's just bright yellow. It's, it's a horrible, it's horrible. Oh my God. Yeah. It, it, did you ever, did you have a mullet? I did not have a mullet. I, I didn't. I never had the party in the back. That was just my, my deal. I just never had the gotcha. party in the back. Yeah. Yeah. I had the whole, uh, I hold, had the whole lethal weapon. Remember when, uh, when Mel, uh, had had the long curly hair in the back in the first lethal weapon. That was me, man. That was you. I, the, I just I, I just got weapon. a message. Just got a message from Alejandro to remind everybody about your mustache you had too. Yeah, I had Ooh, a I had that Magna PI mustache. Yeah. 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 It's a yeah, it was it was, it was a good mustache too, man. I groomed that sucker. So hey Chris, any questions? I got a couple here. You know, one really basic one. I, I got um Basic bitch. Who, who was it? It was uh, Spencer asked, what is the IDA? So, you know. <laughs> what he asked? <laughs> right? That answers the question. Is there value? They didn't even know what it was. What is the IDA? IDA? What is the IDA? Yeah. Now, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe he's new to this. But when somebody asks you, when a new person outside the industry or even in the industry comes to you and says, what's the IDA? What's your response? It's a great question. I mean, it, is it really is. Question. It really is. DJ? Go, you're president. Yeah, I'll answer it again on this podcast for the fifth time. No, I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding, bro. I'm totally kidding. But no, the IDA is, is, is an international organization to promote the success of detailers. Um, we have several different committees that, that do different things to help push the industry forward. Certification, marketing, communications, trade show. There's a founders club. I mean, there's just so much involved to really help push the industry forward. So different things you get are like webinars, you get networking, you get all kinds of things like that too. So it's really a, it's, it's a place for detailers to, to be, to promote the success of, of their businesses. So it's definitely a place to get involved with for sure. Well, it's, you know, speaking of getting involved, um, Jerome, he actually trained with us recently and he's on, and he's out here by me in Southern California, but he wants to know um, how he can get involved, what he can do, to get involved with the IDA and actually help you guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Shoot me a DM, uh, DJ Patterson on the IG. It's where I kind of chat a, chat a lot at, but, um, what I'll probably do is figure out what you're, what you like to do, what you're, what, what you're interested in. And then there's a committee for everything essentially. So, um, you can get involved with different committees to really, and at first you can just sit on the calls and just listen and listen to what we're talking about, the agendas we have going on and eventually going to find your place, find your voice and be able to actually contribute, but I mean, the first several years, me being at the IDA, um, I just sat and listened and just understood what, what was going on behind the scenes and so forth until I found my place to found my voice and so forth. And that's kind of how I got more and more involved and dug deeper. So, Cool. I'm getting All some right. fun questions coming through on, on Facebook. Um, All a, right. So, hey, thanks, Ian. <laughs> Ian's oh, listening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ian said you look like Christopher Rees in that chair. Oh, like, thanks, bro. Oh, oh, Damn, that's rough. That is rough. rough. Hey, uh, Alex Hazard's on. He wants to know who your favorite staff member is at the IDA. Oh, what a biased question. Yeah. That's this, really <laughs> well done, Alex. No, like Cheryl. Yeah. Cheryl. Yeah. The answer is Cheryl. Yeah. Your mother. Your mother yeah. is my favorite. Yeah. You Great might answer. be second, but Anne's pretty cool too. So yeah, Cheryl. I, actually, Cheryl. here here's a good one. Uh, you know, Harry Sandwith, he's big into motorcycles. Uh, he wants to know when the IDA is gonna start doing certifications for motorcycle detailing. Alex. <laughs> Alex is on, so yeah. Alex is the head of the certification. Uh, don't we have a we just launched a marine one, so I would yeah. assume 
motorcycle would not be too, 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 too far behind. But we did launch Marine, which is great. Harry, uh, Harry, I know Harry's one of my buddies. He'd be a great one. He specializes in bikes. Uh, Harry, it'd be great for you to volunteer and help them put something together because it really needs to be done. It'd be huge. Yep. You know what else is huge? The IDA. Where do you think I was going with it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Put your sunglasses back on. <laughs> I'm just gonna, after that one, I'm like, sunglasses yeah. go on, man. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Uh, Rob Schrufer asks if um, there's a Rob main- Schrufer. <laughs> you have nothing, <laughs> nothing better to do than to hey, watch Rob. us idiots on camera right now. <laughs> Rob owns what like runs one of the largest organizations detailing in the freaking country. Yeah, uh, we're gonna be hanging out at Rob's place on Friday night, uh, sitting out on his uh, back porch. Uh, really excited about that. An IDA meet and greet at Rob's house. So yeah. past president and current president holding. Is that a first? It's got to be a first. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. It'd be a fun well, idea. Why don't, why don't you guys tell everybody, you know, what city that's in and how they can find out more about it? Yeah, for the live listeners, for sure, we're going to be – what city is that? It's Baltimore. Well, he's in a little – house. But, well, yeah, I mean, but whatever. In the Baltimore area, uh, Friday from 630 to 830. Um, yeah, IDA meet and greet. We're going to have drinks. We're going to have food, probably some cigars. I don't know. It's just going to be a good time. Well, and you got Rob, like – that's the thing. Like, yeah, I mean, you should come to meet Rob. <laughs> definitely. The I, I, I Silent Giant. That's his nickname. Yeah. I mean, no one would know the level oh, those no. guys at. Yeah. At all, unless yeah. you sat and talked, asked a few questions. He, he's he, extremely uh, he, humble. He's hit. Uh, he, he he's uh, he's hit baseballs out of stadiums you've never heard of. You know. Correct. Correct. The guys, just that's a guy. The guys, he's he's. Uh, so what? So what did yeah, he what ask? Was the <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> We've had some breakfast this morning. There you breakfast. go. What was that, Rennie? You were about to say? What did he ask? Uh, Mr. Sh- uh, Rob asked a question. No, he was just asking if there was an IDA meet and greet. He was trying to get uh-huh. the guy to <laughs> There you go. Okay. There you go. Alex wanted to know what the best. Yeah. <laughs> Rob yeah. wants to know if there's I, There you go. Kick these guys off. There's got to be a way you can kick them off. That, that's funny. All right, Chris, anything else? No more questions, but I thought um, I wanted to share something that um, about the IDA that uh, Ian Ramelkamp shared a couple weeks ago on our podcast when he when we were asked about it. He um, he said the IDA is another tool for your business. You don't buy a new DA or an extractor and leave it on the shelf asking when will you make me money. You have to put the tool to work in your business. And oh, I thought I it, was it. A, I thought it was a great quote, so I thought I wanted to kind of end things with that one. Yeah, I you listened know, to that podcast, Rennie. Ian put out a lot of really great info. I mean, I, Ian's got a lot of different ways of thinking that, you know, people don't when you when you talk to Ian, you should talk to him and get to know the way he thinks. Because he thinks differently than a lot of other people in the industry. Yes. He he's brilliant. Yeah. Guys, guys brilliant. He's a he's he's tactical in his thinking. Uh it's pretty pretty unreal. You know, yeah, it was cool I'll, to have I'll, him on the board this year for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. he's he's a Good wealth of it. he's a wealth of, of of knowledge and a wealth of uh, of energy, you know, to tap into. So, hey guys, uh, I'll leave it at this. So, people have got to you know listen to the podcast. If if you're at a live event, and these guys are there. You got to go meet them. Uh, you they're won't just miss us. <laughs> You'll hear. <laughs> You'll hear us. <laughs> and then, and then, secondly. Uh, to end it with the idea, if you really want to take in and start a revolution, 
and this is what I like the best is it won't cost anybody uh, listening to this a dime and it won't cost the IDA a dime. Start promoting while you're a member. Do a video, do a picture, tell your audience, not the world, tell your local audience why it's important for them to choose an IDA detailer, certified detailer. You want to see a change? It starts with you. It starts locally. We will start building up that demand one customer at a time. That will be more powerful than anything the IDA could do is if we get every single member out there doing a short 30-second video and putting it on putting it on to social media and YouTube, and all of a sudden, if we flooded the market with all those videos of why they're IDA certified, why it's important, you will see things start changing right now. So you want to be that you want to take and see change, be the change. Uh, yeah. Simple as that, because we need it. So guys, fellas, thanks for coming on. It's always a joy. Hopefully, with, it, with all this bullshit uh, is you know done, and we can come back together and uh, you know. It's uh, we're in California. I don't know when we're going to be able to have large events. I'm kind of, I'm kind of jealous because you guys are having a meet and greet. We we're, we're still not supposed to have any of that kind of stuff. Uh, oops. But really, yeah. we'll see you at Mobile Tech, right? I hope so. I hope they're not. You know. Oh, it's I'm happening. Just, oh no, it's happening. It's There's happening. a hashtag. MTE is happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's Florida, man. So there's a big difference in Florida and California. So Florida, they've reopened all the way. Like talking to Sheldon, there was actually an event they had recently that had seven to nine hundred different people there, yeah. and it was full blown, ready yeah, to go. Full so. blown, ready to go. Oh, no, now the you, only you, thing is, not everybody gets to go into the education sessions. They, are they sold out yet? They've They're not be. sold out. There's but no if they want to go to education, they got to go register now because because of COVID. There's only so many people that'll get to go to so the So you education. can't go shoulder to shoulder anymore. So when you're doing your keynote speech that just yeah. everyone, everyone's flooding in the room because Rennie's speaking. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Education is yeah. definitely going to be different. We're yeah. going to give everybody a key. They can still come in because I just don't give a shit. Yeah, so, whatever. Uh, your keynotes were incredible. But we, I mean, we got to get this scheduled, right? You got to shave my head now. Chris is going to be up there on stage. Still, we're going to do it, man. Yeah, we're, we're going to do, do it. We're going to do it. Uh, but hey, so if anybody that's listening that wants to go to mobile tech, they can actually save 15%. Just use discount code pints. So oh, I love it. Yeah. Go see, you know, go I see us, go, go see you like go to mobile tech. It's going to happen. But if you wait, you might not get to go into education. And that, so, that, that's one of so the most crucial days there outside of the networking that goes on after the, um, after the event or during the event or education day is one of the Absolutely. most important things. When I first started going, I didn't go to, I didn't go to education day mainly because it was more technical. It was more like paint polishing with Mike Phillips is incredible. I love you, Mike Phillips, but I just don't like to just sit and do, I don't like hands-on stuff. I like business, like learning things and yeah, stuff like that. Absolutely. So it's become more robust as the years go on. And now it's just, it's, 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 it's incredible. There's a lot of, a lot of business knowledge in the education days. So if you don't but go a lot to get it, that's what they're mostly pushing this year. You got a to. lot of that. that and I think there's sanitation the stuff. I think there's a lot of stuff relative to, right. The, but paint to, pads and all that's great. It's good knowledge for entry level people for sure. But you're going to make more money in your local community. If you, if you use this Amen. community, Amen. Best, best tool you got. Hey guys, take care. It was great chatting with you. And uh, thanks for all you do at the industry. We'll see you in February. Yes. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. So happy detailing everybody. Take care of yourself. We'll see you soon. See you guys. Later guys. Thanks guys. Thank you, Chris. Thanks Rennie.